Hi everyone, this is Dr. Margaret Paul with the Inner Bonding Podcast. Today I am so grateful that here on the front range of Colorado with all of these fires we got a ton of snow and so I'm just very very happy to look out the window and see all of the snow that's uh, helping put out these huge fires so that hopefully people can get back into their homes. So today I want to talk about addiction to over-talking. I'm, I'm sure that you've had this experience. Either you tend to be an over-talker or you're with people who over-talk and, um, and you don't know what to do, especially like if you're an over-talker, you don't know why people keep walking away from you. And if you're with an over-talker, you, off, you often just don't know what to do. Uh, there's, there's an old joke um, about people who talk a lot. Do you know the 12-step program for people who talk a lot? On and on and on. So obviously, if there's a 12-step joke about it, it's pretty common. It recognizes that incessant talking is a common addiction. So nonstop talking is about using others for attention and approval because of not giving yourself enough attention and approval. When you're over-talking, you're not actually offering anything to the listener. You know, what you're really doing is going on and on with a monologue and you're pulling energy from the person who's listening to you. And healing an addiction to over-talking is like healing um, any any other addiction. So now imagine that you have a child within you, your feeling self, your inner child, who's feeling very alone. And this child feels alone because you're not paying attention to him or her. Every time you trap someone into listening to you, it's as if you're handing this inner child away for that person to take care of. You want somebody else to attend to and approve of this child instead of you accepting responsibility for listening to yourself, hearing yourself, and taking loving action for yourself. The very fact of doing this is an inner abandonment, and that's creating the very aloneness that is at the heart of all, of all addictions. When you expect others to listen to you, when you don't listen to yourself, you're giving that inner child your feeling self, a message that he or she just is not very important to you. When you don't take the time to attend to your own feelings and needs, you're creating an inner neediness, an inner emptiness. And this inner emptiness is like a black hole, and it acts like a vacuum, sucking energy and sucking caring from other people. So no matter how often others listen to you, it never fills you. And this is because only you can give your own inner child what he or she needs. If you were to take some time each day to learn and practice inner bonding, having a dialogue either out loud or in writing with the part of you who needs to be heard, who so much needs to be heard, you would discover that you can fill your own emptiness. And if you practice imagining a loving spiritual presence holding you, loving you, listening to you, and guiding you, you're no longer going to feel alone.
As long as you believe that it's someone else's job to fill you, you won't take the time to practice inner bonding and learn how to fill yourself. As long as you believe that it's okay to trap others and to use them to fill yourself up, you're going to continue your talking addiction. It's only when you get that it's not loving to yourself and it's not loving to others to expect them to take care of your inner child, of your feelings and needs, where you start to take on that responsibility. So you need to develop empathy for your own feelings so that, you, so that then you, you're able to have empathy for others. When you're over-talking, you're being so self-centered that you don't even notice that others are feeling trapped or others are feeling uncomfortable. You don't have any empathy for them. And you won't be able to develop that empathy and compassion until you develop them for your own feelings and needs and become willing to learn to be a loving adult for your own inner child. While you might not believe that you can fill yourself better than others can, you're not going to know this until you try it. My personal experience is that when my intention is to take loving care of myself and fill myself with the love that, that, that is actually the, the energy we live in, then I feel happy and I feel peaceful. So when you choose to take responsibility for meeting your own needs instead of abandoning yourself to others, I assure you, you're never going to feel alone and empty. I found over the years of practicing inner bonding that the more I listen to myself, the less I need to have others listen to me and to hear me. It's not that I don't enjoy sharing with others, I do. But there's a very big difference between sharing and, and, and the kind of talking too much that comes from not listening to yourself and taking responsibility for yourself. So, so here's an example. I was having a Skype session with Tara. And Tara is a lovely woman in her 40s, married with two children. She's a very um, successful as a CEO of a clothing design company. Yet in our first session, I immediately saw that Tara was addicted to talking too much. Once she starts, she goes on and on with detail after detail, never coming up for air. The conversation is a monologue, not a dialogue. So as I said, people talk too much because they're lonely. And when someone is willing to listen, they go on and on in their attempt to assuage their loneliness as well as assuage the aloneness of their self-abandonment. But loneliness was not the issue with Tara. Self-abandonment was the issue in terms of not listening to herself. She had done much inner work before consulting with me, but she had never learned that she had an inner child, her feeling self, who needed to be heard by her. She had shut off from her feelings as a child to survive a very painful childhood and had never done the work of reconnecting with herself and listening to her feelings. As Tara went from one subject to another without a break, I finally stopped her. Tara, there must be a good reason. You have a need to tell me so much detail and to talk on and on. This is a monologue, not a dialogue. And I can't stay connected to you when we don't talk back and forth. 
She said, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. I guess I just want to be heard by you. And I said, I do hear you, and I'd love to connect with you. But you're in your head rather than in your feelings. And I can't connect to you when you're in your head, in your mind, not in your body with your feelings. And she said, I don't know how to feel my feelings. And I said to her, honey, I can help you with that. You can start by breathing into your body, following your breath, Get fully present inside your body and scan your body. Notice what's happening inside, both physically and emotionally. Take a few moments to be with whatever you feel inside. And I gave her some time to do that. And then I said, what are you aware of feeling? And she said, I feel tense in my, in my stomach. And so I told her, breathe into that tension. This is your inner child letting you know that you're abandoning her in some way. And she said, but I always feel this tension. I can't remember ever not feeling this tension. And I said, Tara, you had to disconnect from your feelings a long time ago to survive the pain of your childhood. But now you're still disconnecting from your feelings. The tension is your inner child letting you know this and talking too much is actually one of the ways you're abandoning yourself. She said, I always just try to avoid paying attention to the tension. And I said, right, and this is why your inner child doesn't feel heard by you. The way she's communicating with you is with this tension. She's letting you know with the tension that you're abandoning her and you're ignoring her and trying to get others to hear you by talking too much. And she said, oh, well, what am I supposed to do with this tension? And I said, ask her what she's trying to tell you with this tension. Her feelings have information. And I wanted her to start to get the information. So she asked and her inner child answered. And her inner child said, I'm tense because I feel so alone inside. You ignore me all the time. You don't even know I'm here. And that scares me. You treat me just like mom treated me, just ignoring me as if I don't even exist. Wow, Tara said. I really didn't know she existed. No wonder she doesn't feel seen and heard by me. So as Tara started to practice in her bonding and attend to her feelings, her talking addiction gradually subsided. She no longer had the big need to be heard by others because now she was hearing herself. If you find yourself talking on and on and others kind of drifting away or looking bored, you might want to explore why you have the need to go on and on. What are you trying to control or avoid when you're operating from a talking addiction? Ask yourself these questions. Do I need others to listen to me because I'm not listening to myself? Do I feel empty inside due to self-abandonment and I'm trying to get others' energy to fill me? Do I believe that my worth is in getting others' attention and approval so I'm pulling on them instead of valuing myself? Do I feel alone and lonely when I'm trying to get others to connect to me, to take away my loneliness? 
Do I believe I'm entitled to monopolize others' attention? Am I coming from a self-absorbed place? I don't care whether or not others are interested in what I'm saying. Do I believe that only I have important things to say and I don't care about what others have to say? So there may be much for you to learn about yourself if you're an over-talker and doing an inner bonding may be a very big help to you. If you find yourself without friends, you might want to consider that no one wants to be with you. It's draining to be on the other end of a needy person who uses talking as a way to try and get filled up. If you're addicted to talking, perhaps you believe that you're being interesting when you go on and on about yourself. But you might reconsider the truth of this belief if you find that many people avoid you. Most people are not going to tell you the truth, that they feel tired and drained and trapped in your presence and bored by your talking about yourself or going into excruciating detail about something that holds no interest for them. So, And nobody wants to offend you, so they just stay away rather than speak their truth. They don't even answer the phone when they know it's you and they find any excuse to not spend time with you. It's not that they don't like you. It's that they end up feeling trapped and bored and they don't want to be used by you to fill up your emptiness. Now, if you're the one at the other end of the overtalker, you also might have much to learn. People who end up listening to an overtalker go on and on are often caretakers who are afraid to hurt the talker by disengaging or by telling the truth about their boredom. Talkers are often lonely and needy people, as I said, who attempt to assuage their emptiness by trapping people into listening to them. And often the listener just doesn't know what to do. For example, I've seen, I've seen people telling a bank, a bank teller their life story, oblivious to the long line behind them, while the trapped teller didn't know how to disengage without being impolite. So what do you do when you're with a person who goes on and on with a monologue, barely taking a breath between sentences? Think about this. Are you more concerned with not hurting their feelings or with taking loving care of yourself, which is what you need to do if you're going to take responsibility for your own feelings? So do you smile and nod, pretending to listen while seeking a way out? When there's a breath between sentences, do you continue to engage in the conversation, only having them continue to go on and on? Do you look around acting rec restless and impatient, but continue to listen, hoping they're going to notice that you're restless? Do you tune them out thinking of other things, yet stay in their presence, getting drained? How do you feel when you do any of these things? Do you feel trapped? Do you feel irritated, bored, pulled on? Angry, invisible, tired, drained? You might want to explore why caretaking the talking addict is more important to you than taking care of your own feelings. What's the fear? behind the caretaking. Why would you ignore responsibility for your own feelings? 
Perhaps you've just never thought of what else you can do. If this is the case, I have some suggestions for you which you can apply to any situation when you, when you feel trapped or bored or pulled on. If the person is someone you're not connected with, like someone you just met at a party who's cornered you, um, interrupt them, smiling compassionately, perhaps tapping them gently on the arm, and just kindly saying, excuse me, and walk away. You don't owe them an explanation. If it's someone you're in a relationship with or someone you want to stay connected to or connected with, you can say things like, I would really love to connect with you, but I can't when we're having a one-way conversation. Can we have a dialogue instead of a monologue? Or, there must be a very good reason you keep talking instead of us talking back and forth. I'd really like to understand that. Or you can say, you know, I have things I'd like to share with you too. Are you interested in listening to me like I'm listening to you? Now, if you don't want to say anything, you can interrupt and change the topic of conversation and talk about something that's, that's interesting to you and, and then see what happens. If they keep interrupting you, then you might want to reconsider what you want to do with this person. If it's someone you know well, and the two of you have spoken about this issue previously, you can say in a light tone of voice something like, now it's my turn to talk, or time's up, my turn. And hopefully they're going to respect that. If taking loving care of yourself is important to you when you're with an over-talker, then I do hope you practice some of the suggestions or come up with some other ideas that will work for you. You don't owe an over-talker your time and attention. If you're afraid of hurting them, you might want to explore why it's more important to you to caretake them than to be loving to yourself and take loving care of yourself. While they might feel hurt by your honesty, they might also learn to take responsibility for themselves. Sometimes honesty is the most loving thing that you can do. Sometimes saying to an over-talker, I can't connect to you, I'm feeling uh, pulled on and bored, can we talk about this, is the most loving thing that you can do. And they, they might get hurt or they might open to learning. It's up to them. But I have found that being honest and truthful is much more loving than giving myself up or getting angry or any of those other forms of control. It's important to realize that giving yourself up and caretaking another person is a form of control and is a form of self-abandonment. So I hope all of you um, go to innerbonding.com and download our free course if you don't know inner bonding, uh, there's many, many ways that taking the 30-day Love Yourself course is a fabulous way of learning the inner bonding process. We have many books. We have SelfQuest, which is on, an online program that teaches it. There's so many ways, so many articles. Um, you can join Inner Bonding Village and get support in your learning and healing process. I do hope 
that you take advantage of all we have to offer at innerbonding.com. Learning and practicing inner bonding is truly life-changing. So I hope you all have a wonderful day. Sending you all love and blessings.